up everybody it is we too deep here back with another episode of the slapping me wrestling podcast hey look if you're watching the video and you're like wait a minute this looks a little different it's because it is uh we uh i've had this this uh program uh, obs is what all streamers really use to be honest with you for a long time um I used to do, uh, it, I mean, this is the, the program that I used to record uh, on the on the channel, the, um, you know, tournaments, the 2K tournaments. So I, I've had this for a while. I've just never really considered using it. Um, but if this goes um, the way I want it to, and I like the way it looks right now, let me know, you know, if you're watching the video, let me know what you think of this. Of this setup, uh, and you know maybe some things I could change, not change, um, but it is a little new. Um, like like I promised on the Monday episode, we're back with the NXT deadline predictions. This is episode one thirty. <coughs> excuse me. Um, so let's talk NXT. I'm glad I waited, man. I've learned with NXT. That you have to wait, you have to wait to the last minute to do your predictions, because the last Tuesday before the show, they tend to add a match or two to the card. And the last thing I want to do as as someone who who makes content for you know in this world is to you know do a prediction show, and then you know, not predict all the matches, right? That's the last thing I really want to do. So I'm glad I waited and didn't do it. Before we get to the predictions, though, um, I uh, have some more questions from the community. This is from B-Master. He put in these, these, these topics. Uh, you know, I typically on Monday morning say, hey, get your stuff in on, get, get your questions in before, you know, uh, 5 p.m. on Monday because I'm going to record after 5 p.m. or around 5 p.m., right? Um, and his questions came in a little bit later. I told him, go ahead and just send them in anyway, and I'll put them in on this episode. Um, and so, uh, which which uh, which brings me to the uh, first point that I want to say is if you're watching and you haven't joined the Discord, links in the description of either the podcast network that you're listening on or on YouTube. Um, so go ahead and click that link um, and join the Junkyard Media Group uh, Discord page and join the conversation. You can ask your own questions that you would like to get answered as well. So let's jump into a few of his questions. So the first one he asked, was if I could manage a wrestler, male or female, um, or I'm assuming male and female is what he meant, 
um, if you could manage a wrestler says male slash female. So I'm assuming I'm going to do one of each just to make sure I answer the question fully. Who would who would you want it to be, and how far would you go with them? Um, so let's start with uh, the male superstar first. If I could manage any male superstar, um, both of these are going to be hard to think because I really haven't given this much thought today. A lot of times with these community questions, the, the quicker you guys get them in, the more time I have to think about them, and the better the answers are going to be, and I'm not thinking on the spot. Uh but I really, I, this was in, so I'm not, this is on me. I didn't really think about this question uh, or any of these questions, really, because um, this has been in for a minute uh, since, you know, I've had at least 24 hours to to think of this one. Um, any superstar. Um, on the male side of it, um, I mean, this is tough because there's so many superstars you could really pick. Um, that, that would be cool. Um, and I'm trying to sort of like match someone to that sort of like my personality. Um, I think it would be really fun to be the manager for, um, what are they calling it? A town down under. Is that the name of the team? Uh, Austin theory and Grayson Waller. I think that would be really fun. Uh, and so I don't know if that's cheating or not because it says just one, but I picked essentially two. I picked a tag team. I think it would be fun to be the, the sort of third wheel of that tag team. Um, that would be really fun. Um, on the female side, uh, I want a little bit more difficult. Um, oh, man trying to think of someone again i'm trying to because because that sort of uh mentality is sort of what i have and, and what i would try to bring sort of the fun uh gimmick like that and i don't really necessarily know of a female off the top of my head right now that sort of runs that style of gimmick um trying to think of like the i'm better than you but not like snooty and like uh, like s- s- snobby, uh, I'm better than you, but the, the, you know, the more fun, you know, you suck. I'm going to just call I'm going to throw jabs at you like, and, and call you names. Uh, because what I was going to say we would do is take the, take that team. Me is sort of the mouthpiece or manager and then add the woman and create basically a faction Trying to think of a woman again off the top of my head who would fit that fit that sort of gimmick. Um, honestly, honestly, um, Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, yeah. Let's so let's do that. So to sort of combine the change the question a little bit instead of right. So it would be Grayson Wilder, Austin Theory, Tiffany Stratton. And then me is sort of the mouthpiece. Now, where would I go with them? Tag team champion, women's champion. That's where you're going. I don't know what the story would be, but it, but they, they that's the sort of, uh, I don't know. I just feel like playing that the heel character like that would be super fun. Um, and they're super young talent. Well, Grayson Waller is a little bit older. Um, but Theory's young. Tiffany Stratton's young. Ultimately, the goal would be 
Um, and, and the storyline, if I could sort of fantasy book it, because Grayson is a little bit older. Um, he's in his 30s, isn't he? Um, the, would be the goal would sort of be, and and the story could 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 go down the road of, um, yeah, he's thirty three. I just had to look it up. Um, but um, the, of the road of Grayson, you're sort of holding us back because the real stars in the group are Tiffany and, and Theory, right? And so h- having a match where like either where Theory turns on. Uh, um, Waller or Waller sort of gets kicked out of the group. Uh, w- would be where we would where we would leave that. But definitely, like Tiffany Stratton as women's champion, and Theory uh, uh, and the initial run tag team champions for the group of Theory ultimately becoming world champion. That would be the goal. That would be where I would where you know as a manager, I would want to take you right. Um, and so that's. That's the uh, that's the answer to that question, as that took forever to, to think of. Um, the next question would be, now that, now that they have new factions and tag teams, how do you feel about Sheamus moving to Raw, forming a tag team with Drew? Absolutely not. Not a big fan of this at all. First off, Drew McIntyre is probably going to have the best run in his career with his heel gimmick. This we need to play this out. We don't need to add anything to it. We don't need to run uh, the Banger Bros like we had prior to, uh, you know, towards the end of last year. Before you know, they sort of did. I, I don't know if WWE didn't realize what Bang Bros was before they named the team. Uh, but if you remember, towards the end of 2022, Sheamus and McIntyre were a team called like the Banger Bros, and they just put on banger after banger after banger, right? And then they realized, oh, we probably shouldn't name a team that because, you know, the connotation of Bang Bros just doesn't uh, work well with the family-friendly atmosphere we're trying to create with our product, right? And so uh, definitely would not push Sheamus with McIntyre with the gimmick that McIntyre has. I think Sheamus, I want him to get that IC champion eventually so he could become the Grand Slam champion. I don't. I feel like we missed the only spot that made any sense in doing so, um, and so I really don't know when we give him that opportunity. Um, but definitely not a big fan of of, of creating. Uh, I think the tag division where we are right now is too full uh, for for the amount of time that they're given, and there's only at the moment there's only one belt. And it's sort of uh, the whole tag division. You could create new tag teams and, and re innovate the tag teams, but if you don't give them something to fight for, what are we re- renovating the tag division for? So, so they really have to do something, especially on on SmackDown. Now we we have to do have some sort of uh, picture to uh, or, or or you know scene for the tag team to actually run on, and, and I think Triple H will get there. But the, the, the tag tag division's been in lockdown for a while. Once the titles got uh, unified, and literally, it's the easiest thing in the world to do to split them. It literally, you just need Nick Aldis to go to Triple H and be like, "Bro, it's not fair that I don't have a title. Can we can we ununify or can you create me a new tag title?" Right. That's literally all you got to do. I don't know why we have why WWE hasn't done it yet. Um, but yeah, it, it's not that hard, Triple H, 
to 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 make the tag division mean a little bit more when there's only one champ, uh, t- one set of titles to fight for, and they really don't have much to do with that division because they're locked in that main event picture. You need to get the titles off of Judgment Day, and then then you need to split them so that Raw and SmackDown have their own champions. And at the moment, I think the tag division with the teams that they have are pretty stacked and full. So we really don't need any new champion, uh, new new tag teams. Um, and then the last question is, will we see the indie god Matt Cardona back in WWE? I'm conflicted with how I want to answer this. Uh, because part of me wants to say no. Part of me wants to believe Cardona when he says he's never going back. And part of me thinks it would be very bad business for Cardona to come back. And I say that because dude is making bank. And and there's to me, there's no incentive for someone like Cardona to go back to WWE. There's no incentive for him because he... He he's making a lot of money. So like 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 a lot of times when you're on the indies and you you go back to WWE, it's for that paycheck, right? So like CM Punk, let's just be honest. CM Punk came back to WWE for the paycheck. They're offering a lot of money. Cody Rhodes, you you know, got released what 2014, 2015, went to the indie scene, renovated his career, created AEW all for the purpose of coming to WWE and getting that paycheck, right? That, let's just be honest, that's exactly what Cody Rhodes did. I caught it in 2019 when AEW started, that he would be one of the first to jump to WWE once they offered him an absurd amount of money and once uh, he sort of made a name for himself to where he sort of is required to be in this main event picture. Um, and, and Cody Rhodes knew what he was doing in terms of the business and how to uh, manipulate the business, right, um, to, for in his favor, right? Um, and so with Cardona, money I don't think is an issue because I think he's he, – he, you, you would assume that he's making comparable to what maybe they would offer him on the indies, and, and, and he, he can do whatever he wants. I just – and then his, his – I don't know if they're married or not or if they're just boyfriend-girlfriend, but Chelsea Green is in – WWE already making the WWE money. So it's not like Cardona has to come back. It's not like he, you know, would be foolish to to decline an offer from WWE. Um, I, I just don't see, like, with, with where they're at right now in terms of WWE's roster, Cardona's a mid-carder. And I don't see why Cardona would succumb himself, demote himself from being the hottest commodity potentially on the indie scene to going signing to WWE making the same amount of money or less money than what he's making on the indies and then demoting himself from big star to to, to mid card. And so personally, I don't think we're going to see Matt Cardona back. I think maybe when, when the indies sort of dry up, and he's not the indie god, but this version of Matt Cardona, um, when, when he's on the top of the indie scene right now, when when he when he has the option to go work a show with 
Impact and then work work the indies and, and run some of the bigger indie companies and run Impact maybe once or twice a year and then maybe run a New Japan show and maybe work uh you know when he has that option and he he has the ability to choose what he wants to do when he wants to work and all of that I don't see a reason why Matt Cardona would even want to come back to the WWE. Um, so my answer for this question is going to be no. I'm a little conflicted because I really want him back, but I just logically, when I think about this question logically, I just don't see a reason for why he would even consider coming back to WWE. It just like that that would be to me that would be insane for him to be like, yeah, I'm gonna give up what the the, the creative freedom and all of this to go be a mid carter for maybe a little bit money, if not the same money that I'm making now. Um, and so I definitely, I don't, I would not be surprised if he came back, but thinking of this logically, I don't see, I don't think he would be enticed to come back unless they offer him like the highest pay in the company, which I just don't see that happening. I don't see him making more than Lesnar or Cena or Roman and, and guys like that. I just don't see Endeavor offering that type of money for um, for Cardona um, at this point in, in his career. Um, so now that we've got those questions, and those were very good questions, by the way. I do appreciate them. Again, go click the link in the description. You can join the Discord. You can send in your own questions. Uh, and... Um, Again, we can have this discussion. I love having these, you know, community questions and, and having this type of discussion because um, a lot of times these questions are questions that I don't think of, and I, I really feel that they're fun uh, little, uh, at least they, they challenge my mentality and, my, and the logic that I have with wrestling, at the least. Um, so with that, we are going to... Pull up the card here uh, with uh, for uh, NXT deadline, and we're going to pull up the card. So we came in knowing of five matches, and we were going to get the final two pieces in the Iron Survivor for the the final piece for the men's final piece for the women, and then they've gone ahead and added two new matches. Um, to the or well now they went and added three new matches. We had we had four matches confirmed and they went and added three new matches tonight. Um and some changes happened on the card that we knew of. And so with that being said, let's dive on in and and talk about this card. So we'll start with the pre-show. This match was added towards the end of the night tonight or Tuesday night. Um and uh they added to the pre-show Axiom versus Nathan Fraser. Um, this is just going to be a fun match to sort of get the crowd hype before the start of the show officially at 8, 8 p.m. Uh, this is going to be a really, really fun match. Uh, and I think Nathan Fraser is going to pull out the win. This is going to be that match. Like, if you're going to watch the pre-show, this is going to be your little flip, your, your fast-paced flippy match that AEW fans love. If you're an AEW fan, tune in. It'll probably be on around 7.30 when this match takes place. Um, 
tune into Peacock. You'll get your little your 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 um, acrobatic match here, and uh, it, it'll be a great tone setter for the rest of the night. Um, as the official card breaks, um, I'm assuming the match that's going to start would be the the last match, and I'm not a hundred percent certain if it's confirmed or not. I'm assuming it's going to be since they mentioned it on TV, but you know they mentioned it in the last ten minutes of the show, and it wasn't official yet. And that is Carmelo Hayes versus Alexis King. This would be what Alexis King's first PLE event in the WWE. Um, which I'm excited for, um, and Carmelo Hayes to, to to be at this level. So first off, this is this is this is crazy because because you have Brian Pillman Jr. who in AEW gets zero uh, gets zero support from the AEW booking. Right, he's in a tag team. He he's like a male cheerleader or whatever the gimmick was with Griff Garrison. He go he, and he, I think he's also at the same time sort of working with MLW or, or finishing up his MLW stuff. So he doesn't really get a lot of uh, booking opportunities. He's on Dark and Rampage and and not really on Dynamite all that much, right? And so he leaves. Uh, he either gets released or asked to be released, and and you know or doesn't resign. And he starts running the Indies, and then he comes to NXT. And immediately, his first feud is with who could quite possibly be the biggest star in NXT right now, and and Carmelo Hayes. He's he's immediately jumped to the top of the NXT roster. Um, and so WWE has to, you know, I would assume they have big plans for him. Um, in the future, um, and so, um. I uh, further I've lost my train of thought. Lexus King is winning this match. Lexus King is winning this match. Um, um, either by trick getting involved, which I doubt will happen, but it, something's gonna happen to our Lexus because Carmelo doesn't necessarily need this win, whereas Lexus, if he loses this match. I'm not going to say it's going to stall momentum, but but this is definitely a momentum-building match. Car- I really feel Carmelo and Braun Breaker are on their way out of NXT up to what we would consider the main roster or all their SmackDown. Um, and, and, and with Rumble around the corner... I think that's where you know that's a perfect time for them to debut on the Raw or SmackDown rosters, um, and so Carmelo to me will will leave NXT on his shoulders and and would pass the pass um I don't want to really say pass the torch but he will give he would put over Lexus King so so um I think Lexus King will win this match. Um, the next match on the card, I, I like to try to predict order, the order of the show. The next match on the card, I do believe, will probably be, um, be one of the women's matches. I think it will be the women's Iron Survivor will go on second. Um, so that is Tiffany Stratton, Lash, Lash Legend, Blair Davenport, Kalani Jordan, and Fallon Henley, who worked her way in, won the last chance match um, tonight. Or yeah, tonight uh, on on the episode of NXT, 
which was surprising. I thought Kiana was going to win, but for it to be Fallon, I'm even more excited because I love me some Fallon Henley. Um, and I'm going to go in and I'm going to go on and take what probably is the upset. And I'm going to, I'm going to go on the record and pick Fallon Henley to win this matchup. Um, I don't know what it is about it. I don't think Tiffany's going to win it. I think she's going to form a story. I look at these matches. There's five people, right? So you get the winner, which will, uh, you know, that's the winner. And then traditionally these matches, the other four losers create storylines among themselves. This is hard to pick for these five. So you have Fallon win. Kalani and Lash are probably going to form a story together. And then you have Blair and Tiffany. This doesn't make sense, though, because they're both heels. Um, But I also think Tiffany Stratton's on her way out of NXT. So um, up up to the the Raw or SmackDown rosters as well. Um, And so Blair, uh, isn't Blair still like in that thing with Nikita Lyons tonight where Nikita came out and kicked her, uh, kicked Blair in the face. So, Tiffany's on her way out. Lash and Kalani are going to start a, a feud. Blair and Nikita will start a feud. That leaves Fallon Henley. This is how I look at wrestling. I try to I try to use the the information they give me, and think about things logically. I I, I can be wrong doing this, but with, with, when I use that logic, I come to the conclusion that Fallon Henley's going to win. Um, so so that's going to be my answer. It's going to be Fallon Henley. I think the next match um, will be Dragon Lee versus Dirty Don Mysterio. For those who don't know, the saddest news probably of the year is that Wesley, who just came back, who just came back. Like, we remember, he cleaned out his locker, and then he just came back. And last week, he had a match where it was win, uh, and you get a title match against Dom, and then he so he wins the match. He beats Bronson Reed, Gargano, and was it Tyler Bate? Uh, or uh, who else? I don't even remember who all was in that match. Um, Gargano, Bronson Reed, some dude who doesn't matter because he didn't win, and then Wesley, uh, and Wesley ended up winning, and uh, he comes out with crutches or on a single crutch. Um, and basically says he, you know, his, he, he doesn't have feeling in his legs and he's in excruciating pain. He's going to need back surgery. will be out for eight to 12 months. Like boy. And like a lot of times when you, sh- when you do like work promos, you can sort of tell it's a work. This dude was crying. He had everyone in the arena crying. He had me crying. He had probably a lot of people at home crying. Like, like, I don't know about you, but I didn't like Wesley when he first got in. I didn't know who he was, didn't really care about him. But over the last, like, year and a half, the, his, like, he is a superstar. He is. Like, like I typically don't like people who do his style of wrestling because he is a more, you know, fast-paced, flippy-style wrestler but he's a star, man. He can talk on the mic. This, he can uh, convey emotion. He can wrestle. He he has the in-ring ability to put on entertaining matches. And 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 I just I don't know what it is, but I've just fallen in love with Wesley 
and his ability to put on an entertaining show. And, and, and I felt like, like this was emotional, man, to see, you know, probably the best wrestler of the, like, if we had to give NXT awards, the best wrestler of NXT of the last 365 days was Wesley. He carried that North American championship. Uh, and, and, and he's just done what is needed to do to make an entertaining show. And for him to have to basically miss the next year of with back surgery, and we don't even know how certain it is that he'll be back because back surgery is always risky. Um, and so again, I just wish, you know, the last thing I, WWE needs to do though, is, is come out and be like, oh yeah, we worked all of you. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. That's not necessary. Uh, and so I'm assuming this is real, and because it's real, Wesley, I'm thinking of you, everyone here at Slapping Me Wrestling Podcast, and I'm going to assume everyone at the Junkyard Media Group is wishing you uh, a quick recovery, uh, a, a successful recovery at that. We know it's going to be 8 to 12 months. Um, take your time. Don't rush getting back. I know you're going to miss it, but but I'm sure there's a spot for you when you get back. Um I hope. A WWE, I hope, doesn't release you while you're gone. Um, but, Wes, all, all the best to you. And um, I can't wait to get you back in the ring, man. I already miss you, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but with that, he gets replaced with Dragon Lee um, against Dominic. And I guess this is fine. It continues to sort of inter-family feud between Ray and Dom, and, and I really just wish that would be over. Because um, ultimately, I feel how they're going to end this is it's going to end in a recon- reconciliation. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's just gone on too long. I'm picking Dominic Mysterio to win this. Rhea Ripley's going to be at ringside. So is Ray. I know everyone's picking, everyone is picking uh, Dragon Lee to win because of the sort of like surprise. But there's storyline at play. Let's again, let's think it logically here. Rey Mysterio is going to be there, which, which tells me Santos Escobar may be here. And there's rumors that Santos Escobar is trying to get a new tag team to join him. And who are these rumors? Well, they just so happen to be in NXT. Carrillo and Garza. Well, what if that plays into this match? What if Carrillo and Garza attack Rey Mysterio and maybe attack Dragon Lee and help Dominic retain the title? Not really to help Dominic, but to help Santos and to to, to prove the Santos, right? That's where I think this match goes. And so technically the winner is going to be Dragon Lee, but the champion's going to be Rey Mysterio. It'll end in a DQ, I do believe. And, and Dom will keep the title, and then you continue the story with Ray, right? Um, I, that's that's how I would book it. That's where that's where I think it's going, and uh, it'll be interesting. Um, it wouldn't surprise me though if Dragon Lee pulled off the win. I just don't think they'll do it. I don't, I don't think they'll do it. I think this is all to continue with the storyline between Dragon Lee, Rey Mysterio, um, and all of that, and and Santos. Um, and so that is where I believe it, it will be headed. Um, the next match I believe will happen 
will be Roxanne Perez and Kiana James. It's a steel cage match. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. This has been a fun feud. I again think Roxanne Perez is going to um, probably show up at the Royal Rumble. Um, And so I do believe Kiana James wins the feud. I do believe um, there's a lot of rumors going in that Cora J's voice was heard in one of the promos saying something like, see you at deadline or whatever. And so that would be interesting to see how that plays in um, because she does have history with Roxanne. Uh, We haven't seen Cora in quite a while, it feels like. Um, Does she help Kiana? Does she help Roxanne? How does that play out? With it being in a steel cage, someone's going to show up. Every steel cage match, someone shows up. Uh, But yeah, I'm picking Kiana James because I think Roxanne's on her way out as well. And I I just feel like it's the right thing to do when you leave NXTs to leave on your shoulders. Just personally. Um, and so I think Kiana James will get the the win. Um, which then leads us to the NXT Championship match: Ilya Dragunov versus Baron Corbin. Dragunov is winning. But I think this has a chance to be a very good match. It's very personal in story right now. Very personal. Um, and I really like where they're taking it. I think this is going to be hard hitting. As much as people love to complain about Baron Corbin, he's one of the the best and most consistent characters on TV. Has been since he really got to the main roster. Dude's consistent. Everything they've asked him to do, he's done pretty damn good. And so I I don't think there's any room for me to critique him. Um, I love what he's doing. And I wish I want him to win this because I don't think he's ever won the NXT Championship. But there's there's no way he wins this. There's no way they take the belt off Dragunov at all. There's just no way. I don't see it happening. So um, I'm picking Dragunov. To beat Baron Corbin. And that leaves us with the main event. The men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Between Jack, Trick Williams, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker. And the person who won the final cha- uh, or last chance challenge. Tyler Bate. And again, there's five men in this match. I try to think logically. Um, and so I think... Um, when you look at, um, the five men in this match, I think Braun Breaker's on his way out. Um, I think Braun Breaker's on his way out or will start a feud with Josh Briggs. That's where I believe, uh, that's going. I, if Braun's not leaving, which is, he may not, um, they set up a potential feud with him and Briggs. They've also set up Dijak and Tyler Bate. Guys, that, that that I mean, first off, this is obvious just from the people in the in the match that Trick Williams is going to win. Um, but again, when you think about it logically, um, Trick Williams is the only one that really doesn't have much of a feud going into it, right? Um and so 
Dijak versus Bait, Breaker versus Briggs. Trick Williams by himself. Trick Williams wins. Immediately gets that feud with Dragunov in sort of a continuation feud and gets him a, a title opportunity. I think that's that's uh, that, to me that's the, the best way to end the show. I don't. I think if anyone but Trick Williams ends the show as winner, I don't think the crowd will react very well. Um, I would love Josh Briggs to win this, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I I I, I it's just just personally. Um, but I definitely think it's going to be Trick that, that pulls off a win here. I'm sure some sort of surprises will happen throughout the night. Um, and th- there's always that wild card of where's Lyra Valkyria? And is Lola Vice going to cash in her her contract? Um, that could happen. If it does happen, Lola Vice is winning the title. Um, and that may change a little bit of the dynamic. But that actually doesn't change my winner of the Iron Survivor. It actually makes it more um, likely to happen that Fallon Henley, because she's the face and, and Vice is the, the, the heel, that probably makes it a lot more likely that Fallon Henley is going to win. So I, I don't think a cash-in will happen, but if it does, Lola Vice becomes new champion. And, and, and then her and Fallon Henley... Uh, pick up a feud and that would be fun heading into the new year with with two younger newer talent uh you know and Lyra's good Lyra could go to the main roster what we would call the main roster Raw Smackdown rosters um at any point as well I think I think her feud with Becky really got her over with with upper management um and so yeah that is that is NXT deadline um not much else to really uh depict there I'm happy they're going back up north. The Northeast doesn't get a lot of wrestling. And so to close out the year for WWE in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, and sort of the home state of WWE, it's uh, that's a good way to end the year. This is going to be a fantastic event. Look, I've been saying for, what, since the beginning of November, so about a month now, I've been saying for about a month now that deadline was going to be better than Crown Jewel, was going to be better than Survivor Series, was going to be the best event of the last three that WWE was going to put on. Um, Crown Jewel was, uh, was what it was going to be. We, it was exactly what we thought it would be. Survivor Series, so here's my thing with Survivor Series. I think a lot of people are overrating Survivor Series because CM Punk came back, and I'm not going to do it. I was very honest with it. At the best, it was a B-minus show. At the best, it was a B-minus show. At the, uh, uh, if we really just get a, get rid of the emotionalism behind the CM Punk return, it's a C-plus show. It, it, let's just be honest with it. Let's just be honest with what Survivor Series was. It wasn't anything spectacular outside of Randy coming back. That women's war games match was pretty good. And then, we, of course, we get CM Punk. But we can't sort of hyper-emotionalize CM Punk's return and say, oh, automatically A-plus because CM Punk's back. We just can't do that. And so I'm still convinced we're going to, that, that NXT deadline will do better than a B-minus. I'm thoroughly convinced of it. And a lot of people will come in and say, oh, it's because of the circumstances. And uh, uh, look, that, that, could be your, that could be your opinion. But let's just be honest. We gotta we gotta stop hating on NXT. People gotta stop hating on NXT because it's the best program in wrestling right now. 
and I may be biased, maybe maybe just a little bit, but but let me just say this, man. I'm thoroughly convinced that Deadline will do better than B minus that Survivor Series was. I, I really believe that it will. I really thoroughly believe that this will be the best, you know, of those last three events in the WWE calendar, this will be the best one. Um, and so I'm thoroughly convinced of it. Um, that's a lot of pressure to put on the show. I'm going to be watching with super high expectations for this show. And I typically don't like watching with high expectations because that's how you end up disappointed. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I really am really looking forward to the show when, you know, two, three, two or three weeks ago, they started to announce the beginning of this card and, you know, right after Halloween Havoc. And I was like, I don't know. I don't really know if I'm be interested in Corbin and Dragunov. And then they announced the breakout tournament for the women and, then they announced the Iron Survivor, which I forgot was a thing. Um, and so, you know, as the card is sort of filled out over the last, you know, two, three, four weeks. Yeah, this is going to be a good card, man. This is going to be a good card. This is going to be a great show. I'm thoroughly convinced of it. Um, and one final thing that, that we'll talk about before we hit the road here is um, they announced the men's breakout tournament for the for NXT, um, and I want to give a pre prediction. Seeing we're talking NXT, I'm going to give a pre- a prediction. So some of these guys, and this is the cool thing about this is you'll you'll never hear of these guys before, or maybe have heard of them a couple times. Um, but you got Riley Osborne. Um, Keanu Carver, Tavian Heights, which we've seen before, Dion Lennox, Luca Crucifino, which I believe we've seen a couple times. Miles Bourne, we've definitely seen. He's been with. He's the the one that works with uh, or was with uh, what's his name, Dempsey and Gulak. You have Trey Bearhill, which feels weird to me. Like he feels like a better teammate to. Eddie Thorpe, because of the, they both sort of have the same Native American style gimmick. And then you have Oba Femi, um, which like I want, like he debuted, had one match, and then disappeared from TV, and it's been like four or five months. And so I'm happy that he's in this. Um, out of those eight people, again, I would like to see a bracket. Uh, uh, that will get one. So I could be wrong. It, it really all just depends on the matchups. But if I had to pick a winner out of these eight guys without knowing a bracket, I am going to say that the winner of this tournament will be. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Oba Femi, Oba Femi, the Nigerian beast or whatever they call them is going to win this tournament. If it's not him, the only other person I could see winning it um, would be Tavian Heights because he has the most experience. Um, I don't really know who they're high on, though, out of these eight. And so I'm going to go Oba Femi as the winner and 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 hope I'm correct. But that starts next Tuesday. Um, so we'll definitely 
you know, start paying attention to that. Uh, but with that, that's been episode 130. Thank you all for watching. If you watched on YouTube, thank you for listening. If you listened on the podcast networks, um, I do appreciate it. Um, and uh, lost my train of thought again. But anyway, thank you for, for watching and listening. And I will see you guys on Saturday night. We'll be late after the after NXT deadline finishes. We'll go straight into the NXT deadline review show. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll break down that card and, and tell you my thoughts on it um, as the show um, goes on. Uh, thanks again for watching or listening. Don't, don't be afraid to leave a comment, like, share, subscribe, hit the follow button, turn on the notifications, share with a friend and family, and I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. This has been We Too Deep with the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Y'all have a great rest of your night. Brother, I'm going run a wild Hulk Hogan. If I like get some moment, I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately I've been seeing stars trying to kick out on this joke But it's no hard.